John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. The next day John again was standing with two of his disciples. And as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is this, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which, is, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter, the gospel of our Lord. You may be seated, and at this time I'd like to invite the kids of the congregation to come forward. Good morning. How are you guys? Good? It's a good day? Sunny? Yeah? Well, um, I, have some, I have something here. What, what are these? Puzzle pieces? Can you tell what they what puzzle they go to? Why not? They're they're not in. Well, I don't. I didn't show you the box. That's a good. That's a good point. Yeah. It's not finished because there's more. You think there's more pieces? Yeah. There. You're right. There are more pieces. Um, if you were, is there any clues on these pieces that you could see that would go make them? that you think that they maybe possibly go together. What, what, what do you see? That kind of looks like it goes together there, right? Oh, look at that. And then those, those words are right there. You know what those words say? 1997 Lucasfilm. Do you know what that means? These puzzle pieces go to a Star Wars puzzle. Of course they do. They're my, it's my puzzle, right? Of course they go to a Star Wars puzzle. It's, you know, um, do you know where the rest of the puzzle is? It's not in its box. It's in my office. It's actually hanging up on the wall. You see, this puzzle was very special to me. It was given to me by someone whose uh, son had passed away at a very young age. And she loved Star Wars, and she knew that I loved Star Wars. And so one day she came into my office with this poster of Star Wars. And as I looked closer to it, it was all made up of a puzzle piece. 
He put it together, and then he made sure that all the puzzle pieces were together, and then he shellacked them, and, and uh, he glued them together so that they make a wonderful, wonderful poster. Except there was three pieces missing. And she said, you know what, Pastor, I looked all over for these pieces, and I just couldn't find them, so I'm just going to give you this poster to remember my son by. And I said, thank you. It was such, it's such a special gift. It means so much to me. And you know what? I love that gift because it was missing puzzle pieces. And the reason that I love it is because, you know what? Life is kind of like a puzzle. And when we think we're all put together, that's when we find out that maybe we're missing one or two little pieces. I have, two, I have all three of them. I do. But I haven't put them on that puzzle yet. I haven't put them on there, and that for this reason, for that same reason, I think God still has things to work in me and in you, and so our puzzles are not complete yet. And so I know where these puzzle pieces are. They go in my office, except for the other third one. I thought it was in my pocket, but if somebody sees a black puzzle piece lying around, it belongs to me. I hope it's in my office still. That would kind of be sad if I lost the puzzle piece for my... Yeah, but you know what? That puzzle is so important. God makes us a part of that, of his great big puzzle. He puts us together, but we're not yet complete, are we? He's still working us out. He's still making sure that we, we come together in the right place in the right time, but he gets to do that for us, all right? So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so very much for the gifts that you give to us and all the ways that you help us to come together. We ask that you be with us when we are missing pieces and when we don't know exactly how it all fits together. You are there to help us uh, get over that and to, to make us fit in your, in, your, in your kingdom. In your name we pray, amen. All right, thanks guys. Grace and peace to you from God our Father, our risen Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, who lives and reigns amongst us now and forever. Amen. First, I want to say happy anniversary. Do you know what the anniversary it is? It's mine, that's right. <laughs> A year ago, this weekend, was my first Sunday here. I survived. You survived. It's a, it's a great partnership, I think. And, um, you know, last year on my second Sunday, we had the annual meeting, and I thought that was the easiest uh, annual meeting I'd ever have. Well, this year is the annual meeting, and I think this annual meeting is going to be a slam dunk as well, too. So I'm excited for that. Thank you to everybody who has uh, helped uh, this ministry continue on and uh, I am so excited to be here and I can't believe that it has been a year and I look forward to the many 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 years ahead it's interesting to me that today's gospel Jesus asked this question what are you looking for what are you looking for John the Baptist has been in the story again, and we know that he's pointing out to who Jesus was and is. 
so that his disciples are, are listening and the, the crowds are listening, John says it very plainly. Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And as two of his disciples hear this proclamation, they get curious and they want to follow Jesus. But it's interesting to me that they don't go right up to Jesus. They, they kind of follow at a distance. And that's interesting to me because that's kind of like how I feel sometimes. I want to be a part of something, but you know what? I don't want to get too close. Because if I do, then that whatever that is might actually change me in a way that I might not be as comfortable with. And so I think these two that were following at a safe dif- at a safe distance were thinking the very same thing. They had been following John and now they heard what he said and they wanted to learn more but they didn't want to get too close. Because Jesus just might be who they're looking for. And Jesus, knowing this, turns around and says, and asks, what are you looking for? We, as human beings, are often looking for something, right? What, it, what is it that will fulfill us? What is it that will make us whole? Whatever it is, that something is, some, is most of the times hard to name. And we as humans, we are often needy by nature. We, we know that we need something. And so we, we tend to chase after those things and whatever catches our fancy. But as we are oftentimes running after those things that we think that we need, we oftentimes find that it is something else entirely. That as we are chasing something, we find that we have little or no rest. As we are looking for that something, we have no peace until we think we can find it. Oftentimes, we try to substitute what we so desperately need with things and possessions. So today's question that Jesus poses to John's disciples is the same question that I pose to you. What is it that you're looking for? And even more so, I think that this question is probably the most important question to the church as we look outside of ourselves, as we look towards the larger world. We need to be able to ask this question as well. What is it that you are looking for? Quite honestly, if we can't answer that in a clear and succinct way, then the church, well, the church is doomed. 
However, I think we as Christians and as followers of Jesus, we do know how to answer that question. What is it that you are looking for? Is it a certain program? Is it a certain way of thinking? Is it a certain knowledge? Or is it just something that you know that rests within you? Could it possibly be this idea of this thing called faith is what we are really, truly searching for? The disciples, they answered Jesus, but not in the way that I would think. They don't answer Jesus by saying exactly what they, they want. They answer by saying, tell us where you're staying. It's an interesting answer to Jesus because, one, it doesn't quite answer what they truly want. Is he truly the son of God? But they want to know more. They want to go deeper. And so they ask, where is it that you're staying? And Jesus says, come and see. That's the answer that we as the church need to have and adopt and to know. Come and see. In Greek, the word that, they, that the disciples use for asking Jesus where he is staying is called meno, and it means to abide, to dwell, to stay. But it also has a far deeper meaning to that word meno. It means to remain. And for me, that has a connotation of some sort of relationship that needs to have been apart between the two. They're asking, Jesus, where is it that you dwell? Where is it that you remain? Not only in body, but also mind and spirit. In truth, they're asking a far, far deeper question. And Jesus says, come and see. Come and see. You be the judge of what is truth. You come and see if I truly am the Messiah. You come and see if I have something to give to you that will make all of the things that you chase after just disappear. You, come and see if I and the Father are indeed one, that we are joined, and that we love this creation. Come and see if you are loved.
And so the disciples do. They remain, they menow, they dwell with Jesus the rest of that day. They leave John the Baptist behind and even Andrew goes and finds his brother and says, come and see, I found the Messiah, the anointed. And Jesus looks upon Simon Peter and calls him by name. See, we have a God who knows us and desires us and knows us so that he can call us by our names. Come and see, my beloved child, all that I have in store for you. Come and see and find peace and rest and love and abide with me. And remain with me. I think that longing, that longing for relationship, not only with our God, but with each other, is one of the deepest needs of our human hearts. We need to know that we are indeed a part of something that is everlasting that is bound in love and that will remain with us and around us no matter what. We who are the church are surrounded by those who are indeed following at a distance, who want to know more but are afraid of what they will ask. We have a God who says, what are you looking for? And then thankfully he says, come and see. We are a part of something far greater and far bigger than just this little church here. We are part of the God of the universe that loves you as his beloved child. Always and forever. Amen.